Hi, this is Marvin Etzioni, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Mr. Andras Jones. Radio 8-Ball. You're listening to Radio 8-Ball. You're listening to Radio 8-Ball. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shame In the studio, tempting fate Putting questions, the songs which will randomly Select with the help of our friends synchronicity Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake Radio 8-Ball, tempting fate So Radio 8-Ball, so And welcome back to Radio 8-Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here recording in Seattle at Clatter and Din Studios with our musical guest providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations today, Tobias the Owl. Hey, Andras, good to be here. It's great to have you here, and uh, we've been talking about this next guest. He's been a guest on Radio 8 Ball before, but he has also played, or and he has also played, a, uh, an instrumental role in your musical life, pun intended. Let's welcome him to the back to the realm of the pop oracle, Jonah Tolchin. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Now, we've already established in earlier discussions on the show that it was your covering of Tobias the Owl's song Low Life that pretty much brought him as a songwriter to the attention of a lot of the people who know him now. Well, that's, that's awesome, man. I mean, that, that's one of my favorite songs that I've, I've ever had the privilege to, to record. And, um, you know, I don't know, did, did you guys talk at all about, um, you know, the, the inception of that that whole that whole thing happening. Or well, why don't why don't you tell that? your story, your side of it? Like, how did you come across that song? Well, it, it's crazy. I mean, I was living. Geez, maybe Hobby could chime in about when when this happened. But it was this was. Uh, uh, I think it was like 2000. I want to say. 12 or 13, something would, like that. I think it was like and, four years ago. It's got to be, yeah. It's a long, long, long yeah, time ago, yeah. Something like that. And I was I was living out in Olympia, Washington. Um, and we, we played a show together at a place. Um, I'm not exactly sure where it was, but it was a small place. And, there, you know, it was, it was like a Monday or Tuesday night. There weren't too many people <laughs> there. And, and um, Tobias played the song. And... I was just totally blown away, and I think it was maybe like one of the first times we had met. We had met like a couple times before, but when I heard that song, I was like, I walked up to him afterwards. I was like, man, I have like, 
would it be okay with you if I if I covered this song because it's just one of the most incredible songs I, I ever heard and and then he told me that he had actually written it about something that uh, had happened in the same place I believe it was actually a, like a pizza place or something like that and and he had written it about um, an experience that had happened um, or that had been connected to that same venue that we were playing at and um, it was just a very synchronistic experience and um, was really grateful to, to record the song and, we have, and then we've been we've been friends ever since and I just recently had the privilege of working on the record um, in the studio with Tobias and Sheldon uh, Gomberg and that was a really wonderful experience as well and the new record people are going to really really flip up flip about it it's, it sounds amazing and I'm excited to get my copy of it too Oh yeah, that's right. You're you're one of the few people who've heard the new album. I think there's there's like just Sheldon and me and you and uh, Ben Harper and uh, Laura Veers, and I think that's it. Very few people have heard yeah. the new album. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I love it. Oh, thanks, thanks, John. Well, we're all now we're all just chomping at the bit to hear it. Um, and Jonah plays and sings on the album too. And uh, and the last time you were on the show, you were asking about your band, Lightning mm-hmm. Kid, right? Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, the band the band is uh, the al- the new album is called Lightning Kid, and the band is called Dharma Soul. Dharma Soul, and, yes, exactly. And yeah. you asked about uh, about the uh, about Lightning Kid. How is that project coming along? You know, it's 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 going great so far. Um, we just finished up a music video that we're going to be releasing within the next month here, and um, you know, starting to get uh, some. Some, some buzz going on and you know the project is, is just really fun and um, we're just we're just doing it for the love of, of the art and then everything else hopefully will fall into place because of that so that's that's kind of what's going on right now I, I can't wait to hear more of your uh, project too Jonah I, oh, if, thanks, I, I have people have gotten to know Jonah's music but if you if you have a chance to see him play it's 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 like seeing somebody in their 20s and then he picks up a guitar, and all of a sudden he's like 180 years old. <laughs> it's, it's really... <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering where you were going with that. I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to catching your more of your music. It's uh, it's funny. You're you're you keep being drawn into the realm of this synchronistic web that we weave here, but uh, but but not yet as on the musician side. So it's only a matter of time, Jonah. I'll get you. Oh man, I can't wait! It sounds. I mean, this is such a such a beautiful show, and um, you know, I think what you're doing is really sending out some some ripples um, that that are making a difference. You know, everyone who tunes into this this show, they really they feel. I, I really feel that you know, people people understand what you're doing, and it's it's really uh, you know, I'm grateful to be be a part of it. Well, thanks. And you and you and Jonah Andres have actually shared a bed together because you both spent time in my apartment and my loft. Jonah crashed there too. <laughs> it wasn't at the same time, how, but how, now Jonah, how he didn't would, know where I was going to that either. How would you describe <laughs> that apartment? Man, um, well, have you? I've well, been you there. Yeah. I'm I'm very fascinated uh, with um, to buy. You know. I don't know if you talked about this, but about your the way that you, um, you know, your kind of sleeping situation. Have you talked about that? <laughs> um, I alluded to it, but why don't you fill us in? Well, okay, so I don't know. I, I don't really feel like totally 
like it's my uh, like I feel like it's all right, Jonah. Go ahead, go ahead. You <laughs> can, you you but, can, you can. I know we've gotten into it a little bit, and so that's okay. why I'm laughing a little bit. So feel free to say whatever you. Well, yes. no, it was, just, yeah. it was interesting. I mean, at first, I was when I first got there. This was a few years ago, and I believe we were playing at the Fremont Abbey, which was a fantastic show. That was and, a great show. Yeah, that was, that, um, was a, that was a great show. Yeah, really special time. And and then you offered you invited us into your home, to your par- apartment, beautiful space, and and you said here's you have this bedroom here, and then there's this loft up here. Can choose other either one and we were like well that's really nice man but where are you gonna sleep and you were like well i always sleep here and you pointed to this door and i was like oh what is that's cool like what's that and you opened it up and it was like a closet it was yeah. like probably about as big you know it's like uh you could fit like i don't know it's you know not, not too big I, you probably know the exact dimensions so i was like oh that's interesting it's sort of like playing. it's sort of owl sized <laughs> yeah sort of owl sized exactly and then you later and then you explained and maybe you could talk about this now, like why you sleep in there, because it was really fat. It was actually really fascinating. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm not sure what I should explain about that. I mean, it's a small, it's a small space. And I remember when I was a kid, we used to sleep in these really small little, kind of like cut out little sandstone things in walls in, in Morocco. And it, that's, I think that's what you're referring to. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. no, but I feel like this is this is not an experience known to most people, especially in, you know, in, in the U.S. I would say. <laughs> and we've just established another interesting fact that we have not revealed yet, which is that your childhood was in Morocco. Yeah, I mean, mostly in Canada, but also, yeah, I was I was there when I when I when I was a little little tot. Got it. Yeah. Canada, Morocco, Hollywood, Olympia, and. A closet in Seattle. Yes. The and many... I have to say... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the, the many natural habitats of Tobias the Owl. <laughs> exactly. And I, I know, I, I think, to buy, like, the music that you hear, it's, it's very, it's so, it's so unique, you know? And I feel like all of these places, like Morocco, Canada, Seattle, like these, like the combination of even just those three places, it makes someone think, whoa, like, what would that sound like in someone who's experienced those places, what would, what would their music sound like? And, you know, so I think the curiosity alone, hopefully for people listening to this who haven't, like, listened to the albums, hopefully everyone will listen to all of them and you'll see how awesome Tobias the Owl is. And it's just... So anyway, that was an interesting experience, um, just being in the apartment. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's a little little background about... I'll, I'll, I'll send you some pictures of the closet Andros to post because now people are going to be curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm honored to have to have shared a, a loft space with you, Jonah. I, I assume you took the loft space. Likewise, sir. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we we got to get to your question, but I'll tell you really quickly. When I first moved out to Hollywood, I I, I was staying with a screenwriter, uh, the guy who wrote the film The Sure Thing, and he was like, you know, you can stay in this guest room. You know, the the last person to stay here, she's going to be a big star. She's got a new movie called coming uh, coming out called The Princess Bride. Really. And that was Robin Wright. So. Wow. I've, wow. I have, uh, without without ever actually meeting either of you, I have shared a be- I have shared a bed with Robin Wright and with Jonah Tolchin. It sounds <laughs> so much more fun than it actually is. I mean, because I was That's alone awesome. the whole time, it would be wonderful. 
otherwise. Anyway, uh, so let's let's get to your let's get to your question, Jonah. What is your question for the Pop Oracle? Man, you know what's crazy is that um, I'm I'm in my friend's my friend's house here in Bordentown, New Jersey, right now, and I'm sitting in her in her. Um, she calls it her game room, and there's different games on the on this uh, desk here, this bookshelf. And one of the games that I just looked at right when you said that is called Twenty Questions for Kids. That's one of the games, the board game. <laughs> and then right above that is a game called the Sopranos Trivia Game. And um, the reason why I say that is because um, one of the questions that I was thinking about asking has to do with. Um, the recent events in Florida and thinking about artists and, you know, in particular for this conversation, musicians. And the question is, how can, how can we as musicians, I'll phrase it collectively, how can we as musicians um, use our art form in order to bring about positive change with these sort of these situations that involve social justice and involve bettering our species and humanity um, in relation especially to the the future generations of the world whether it has to do with gun violence or has to do with the environment and protecting um, our resources and the earth upon which we stand how can we as artists how can we use our craft to make a difference and to be a part of that journey? So just to, time. with all of that resonating for the listener, we're just going to, for the shorthand, we're going to say, so how can musicians and artists use our art to affect positive social change? That's perfect. Yeah. Excellent. And now to engage the pop Oracle on your behalf, I'm going to pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card, pick a card. Pick a card. What is it? Number two. Song number two. Mouse. Mouse. Well, that's the one I would hope it would be for this question, actually. I love when that happens. Told my stories to a mouse. And listen through the night. But he disappeared from me when the morning finally came to my bed. But he heard every Verses through the whole world to the 
words came back to you And they echoed in your head And you knew the words I spoke were as true It's when I spoke in them to you answer mm. to Jonah Tolchin's question can how can we as artists musicians in particular uh, use our art for uh, to bet to, to, to better the social justice situation and the just the better the world really exactly. um, yeah. so before we get into the interpretation Tobias hobby Elijah, Whoever you are, tell us about this, the background of the song. Okay, so it's a bit complicated, but I wrote that song um, based on um, some of the theories espoused by Leonard Susskind, who's a very esteemed physicist. He's one of the founders of string theory. And there was this decade-long theoretical debate between Stephen Hawking and Leonard Susskind about what happens when something falls into a black hole. And it's a really fascinating story, and I won't go into it, like all the details. But one of the things that emerged from their debate with each other was a law of the universe that was that is so fundamental that it was completely ignored by any other physicist preceding that debate. And that law is the conservation of information. So what they realized from their debate was this law of the universe that was very fundamental, which is that information can never be destroyed. So it, it can become more chaotic, but just like matter and energy, you can never erase something that's happened. So um, the song is, is kind of about just that, that... Um, that our lives might feel very ephemeral and very fleeting, but the impact that we have on the universe is is permanent because who we are, what we do, the actions that we take in our lives is permanently, indelibly, and inextricably written into the fabric of the universe in a very profound and fundamental and real way. And now this has been accepted really as scientific fact that, uh, that, that what we are um, can never be erased from the universe. It, it, that information becomes more chaotic, but it, it can never be destroyed. Wow. Um, 
that is the, the one of the more interesting origin stories for a song that I've heard. Uh, Jonah, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Is the answer to your question? Man, I think it it's perfect. I mean, first of all, I I think it's really a powerful song um, on on its own, not in relation to any questions. And I love I love the the meaning of it and the melody of it and the way you you perform it is is beautiful. And um, as far as being related to the question, I think talking about that that theory um how nothing is ever erased or nothing ever goes away that's created it kind of it makes as an artist for myself it makes me think it makes me put more stock in what i'm doing you know because if you're thinking that everything you do is going to be almost like a tattoo in the cosmos forever you know it's going to it's it's going to exist and maybe affect things even if um, in, in unseen ways, it makes me just think that much more about what, um, what I'm doing and what I should be creating. And also I have to just say in this game room, I just looked up as I was saying that, and there's a string, I kid you not, there's this string on the wall. Um, like, you know, at birthday parties when they say like happy birthday and like the letters are there, but it's just owls. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And, and that's and string theory and string theory. Leonard Susskind is the father of string theory. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture and send this to you guys after this. So the other part that I thought was just funny and and sort of bringing the whole gestalt of this uh, session, pop oracle session together, is the line he spread my verses through the world until the words came back to you and they like echoed in your head and you knew the words I spoke were as true as when I'd spoken them to you. Well, that's what you did with his song, with the Tobias the Owl song, Low Life, is that you spread his verses through the world until the words came back to him as they'd echoed in your head when you were hearing him and you knew that the words he was speaking were true. It's like, I'm getting chills actually thinking about how that came back as the answer to your question about how can we as artists, I mean, this is honestly, and this goes to why I do the show, there's a theory, um, uh, there's a practice that I was involved in called co-reevaluation counseling that I've talked about on the show, and I'm not going to go into it a little bit, all of it here, but there is uh, this concept of contradictions, and there's something about, like, uh, one of the things they say is uh, that women feel safer around men when men are co- are kinder to each other. Mm. You know, yeah, when we're seems... busy fighting with each other, it doesn't make the world safer for people who are not mm. men or vice versa when people when minorities see white people fighting with each other it just makes it that much that less safe for people who are not in that group um and so i and for me where that comes down to is rather than being in competition with other artists to wherever i can to be in service to other artists uh mm. it's something i don't know where when i learned it or where if it became where it became something that just seemed second nature to me, but that's, that's sort of the idea of this show. And that is very much what you, the story that you described about you and uh, the song and the effect that it's had on, on his life. Uh, Our artist here would not 
be in the position that he's in if it weren't for you sitting in the audience and coming up to him and saying, hey, I want to do that song selfishly, right? You know, you self, I want to do that song because I love it. But in doing so, you're changing another person's life who's then changing other people's lives. So, you know, when songwriters, when artists support each other and do it, you know, selfishly and selflessly, then that's, I feel like that's one, at least that's, at least what in this reading, that's how I think that we can help the world as artists with our art. Through collaboration, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, just to, to just to echo what you said, Andres, like there, and I, I hope you know this, Jonah. Like there, there would really be no Tobias the Owl. Like I think every eye in the un- is a universe, which is our, our recent album, wouldn't have been made if we hadn't had the successes that Low Life had, and Low Life had ex- its successes because of you. So I don't know that there would be a Tobias the Owl today if there if it weren't for you. And maybe that answers the question a little bit that like you know it's through catalyzing. Um, the expressions of others that we uh, that we can make the world a more positive place and make our experiences more relatable and more uh, universalized. You know, when we made the video for that song, Mouse, we went in downtown Seattle and we just talked to a bunch of uh, random people in downtown Seattle and we said, what is the most important thing that you could tell the world if you could tell the world anything? And so we made a video just doing that, just showing people and like putting their quotes on the screen. So um, that kind of goes into a bit more of the meaning of that song, so I hope you can check that out. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show. <laughs>